Welcome to the Avni Interviews. We're your hosts, Eric Bork and Mikey Taylor. What up? We're the co-founders of Avni, a brand for entrepreneurs and influencers. Here on the Avni Interviews, we interview people doing the work they want and the lifestyle they love. Today's guest is Omar Aladio. Did I say it right? Omar Elatar. I knew that. Why did I say it wrong? <laughs> wow. Damn, my <laughs> first L in the first 30 yeah, seconds. Close, That's not, not your cigar. first L, player. That's because he's known as Omar the Rockstar. That's okay? true. Check him out on Instagram if you're not already following him. And I'm gonna just I, I'm gonna do a little different bit of an intro today, and this is gonna be my intro. Do you ever meet people and you're just like, how do they do that? Like, what it like what possesses this person to like? How did they pull that off? That is Omar. He is a networker, and he's we're we're gonna get into what he does. He let, let's just put this. This is how I wanted to cue it up. A few days ago, he just did a cigar night with Grant Cardone and Ed Milet. He just said, hey guys, let's hang out and do a cigar night and interviewed both of them. I saw the pictures, interview's not out yet. Maybe it will be by the time this comes out. Uh, watch for that on the Passionate Few on YouTube. But we have Omar here to t today to talk about networking and what he does. Let's start with the end in this one. Let's mm -hmm. begin with the end in mind. One of the habits of highly effective people here. So. How did you set this thing up with uh, Grant Cardone mm -hmm. and Ed Milet? And hey, I got to cue this up because not everybody, it, you feel like everybody knows who Grant Cardone and Ed Milet are, but mm -hmm. a lot of our audience come from skateboarding and maybe they've never heard of them. So Grant Cardone is basically a multifamily real estate mogul, right? Mm -hmm. Is that a fair way to describe him? Mikey? Yeah. And I would say, I would say before that, sales. Like he's like yeah, oh, sales yeah. mogul sales, before yeah. that. Um, and then Ed Milet is one of the leading, uh, influential entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, what's, what's Ed's background in? I want to say, but I'm not, it was yeah, a financial, world financial group. Yeah. Right? WFG. So he's the agency chairman. So all he's those, the chairman. Okay. Right. So all the agents and overrides, he's the, he's the boss of the boss. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Um, I knew that. I just didn't want to say it. And you said it much better than I would have. So, yes. <laughs> okay. So how did you, let's start with that and then yeah. we'll go back into how you got into what you're doing. So cool. how did you cue that up? So basically, and then we're going to go and do everything you say, because so, it's amazing. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so basically with uh, Ed and Grant, I had already had a little bit of rapport with them. But uh, one thing I've realized is that it's not so much about talking to them. It's about getting in good with the gatekeepers. Okay. Because the gatekeepers are feeding them you know, what's going on on social media. So if you can influence them effectively, it's a lot easier to get in the door. And okay. most times that person, although the influencer might have hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, their assistant might have 200 followers or 300 followers. There's a low barrier to entry. So um, that's how I first got them on the show. <clears throat> Grant's actually an interesting story. But anyway, so because I had already had both of them on the show, I had their number, so I just texted them, and they were both down. Okay, so let's talk about Grant. And it's mm -hmm. funny you say yeah, that because that's a funny one. I actually am the low barrier of entry between this duo right here, and I get hit up a lot. <laughs> and so take notes, kids. When you hit people up, like I get people hit hitting me mm -hmm. up in the first sentence, like blah blah blah, Mikey blah. I'm like eat shit, you know, like, <laughs> come on, man, have some class here. Like right, hit me yeah. up and like, you can still be friends with me and I'll still like tell what you want me to tell Mikey, you know, but mm -hmm. have some class about it. So Omar's pretty good at that. So tell yeah. us about Grant. Yeah. So how I got in touch with Grant. First, you said it's or? an interesting story at first. And, and Oh yeah. The interview was psycho. You're at some beach house. 
Grant's Beach House. Right, Malibu. Probably rented it, was, it. Yeah, it was the you paid like 125 grand a week or something like that to rent it. And uh, don't quote me on the price, but I know it was in that ballpark. And uh, it was the owner of Seven Jeans around the water in Malibu. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And your uh, your your f stop was looking. I mean, your your camera just it looked that just was so epic looking, man. Yeah. That was a you. great interview, and thank it was you a good. Much. You did a good interview. So thank you very much. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. So. Uh, basically how I got Grant was, uh, it's actually a funny story, man. So he lives in Florida Mm -hmm. and I knew he was going to be in California and we'll get into how I started the podcast, but I started the podcast after like a breakup. So I had like a chip on my shoulder. So I was, we can cuss on the podcast. You can say only four letter words. Okay. That was stupid. Sorry. I had (laughs) it. That was another L. I'm taking L's. Damn, man. See, that's one of those times when you're like, you're like trying to be clever and then you just look stupid. Don't ever do that, kids. It just didn't come out right. uh, Yeah. So I had a, I had a fucking chip on my shoulder because I got broken up with for the first time in my life, like two years ago. And so that dug this huge pain in me. Like, like what? Like, I didn't know what to do, man. I was like, like, I thought I was going to marry this girl. Like I was so all in. So when that happened, I don't know what to do. I was like depressed. I like wanted to have purpose. And Mikey kind of talked about this too, is like, things could be going well for you. But if you don't, if you don't have a sense of like direction or fulfillment, like you just get lost, even if you have stuff going for you. So I was at the time I was working at Tesla, but I was at rock bottom after she broke up with me. So I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to do something fucking epic. Like I'm going to like show her, I'm going to prove a point. And um, she was actually, she worked in sales and she always had all these Grant Cardone books and all these Grant Cardone DVDs. Oh, your girl, your ex-girl My did. ex, yeah, yeah. And oh, so, my gosh, and so, so good. oh yeah, there, there's, <laughs> oh, there's layers, bro. And uh, so she was like all into Grant Cardone and that's how I heard about him. So when we broke up, I was like, all right, you don't want my time? Like, let's see if the dude you like study day in and day out wants my time. So keep in mind that the motivation was hot. It wasn't like, it would be cool to get Grant. It was like, I have to get Grant. Like, okay. I have to get him on the show. So like that Most was kind of Most people wrong. don't think that, just so you know. That's pretty rad. Okay, yeah, keep yeah, going. yeah. I realize I'm a weirdo in retrospect, <laughs> but, it, it, you know, it's paid off. Passion pays. Passion, okay. And, uh, yeah, so so keep in mind, that was running through my mind. But he lives in Florida. I live in California. Yeah. So, like, six months go by, start the podcast, things are moving. But I need a big guest, you know, to get on the map. And uh, I saw that he flew into California so I'm watching his Instagram stories and I had this genius plan of like, you know what? I'm just going to like show up to wherever he's at and just pitch him cold. It was like the best thing I could think of. Okay. So I'm watching. So his you stalked him on his stories. Pretty much. And showed up where he was. And where pretty was much. he that you found? He him? was at Equinox, which is a gym. And um, I had a membership at the time and I, it was like, I think he was in Beverly Hills or something like that. And I saw like a Beverly Hills sign. So I'm like, oh, he's probably at the Beverly Hills Equinox. So I drove two hours in traffic to the Beverly Hills Equinox, feeling like a retard, like, oh my God, it's probably not gonna work. What are the odds? I'm just gonna, what am I gonna go and pretend to work out next to him? I don't know what the hell I was gonna do. <laughs> they literally do the scene in movies. Yeah, yeah, so, okay, I, so I literally drive up, I go, and then I check the story, right? I'm about to walk in, right? I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pitch him inside. Like, I'm going through the, the, the script in my head. Go inside, and I start looking on all the floors. I check his Instagram story, and he's having lunch somewhere else. So I'm like, damn it, he's not even here. So I get in my car, I drive two hours back home, feeling like, oh man, I just wasted four hours on this stupid idea, it's not gonna work. Pull up back to the house, check his Instagram story again, and he's like, me and Elena are gonna go eat at this restaurant tonight, what do you guys think? Should we go to Beverly Hills or Hollywood? And he said the name of the restaurant in Beverly Hills, and I know where that restaurant is. 
And then I, I hear in the background, like, yeah, let's go at six. And he's like, all right, six sounds good. So I'm just picking up context clues from the story. But keep in mind, I just drove four hours and like yeah. to epic failure, right? But I'm like, all right, screw it, whatever. I already went this far. So I drive back to Beverly Hills again. Um, I go outside. I get there at the time. I wait an hour and a half till six. I see that like there's nothing posted on his Insta story. So I'm like, oh, maybe they changed the dinner yeah. place. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm just winging this whole thing. And so <laughs> it's funny. I remember I like I went I went inside and like I'm like looking around, but like it's like it's like a ridiculous like fancy like steakhouse, and I'm dressed in like a t-shirt and like short in my gym attire. You yeah, know, oh. I was planning to go to the gym. <laughs> I didn't think that far through, and so like I'm so I'm like, uh, do you guys have a restroom? And she's like, yeah, it's all the way in the back. So I go to the back, scout the place, and I don't see him. So I'm like, crap. Right when I'm walking back from the bathroom in the corner, I see him and his wife. I'm like, aha, perfect, they're here. So then I'm like, well, shit, what am I going to do? Just pitch him at the like dinner table? Like, it's weird. So I go scout the exits. I go wait outside. I'm outside for like two hours. Every time the door opens, my heart's racing. Like to pitch him, it's not him. His heart's racing, not him. Finally, he comes outside. I just go up to him and I pitch him on the spot. I'm like, hey, Grant, you know, so nice to meet you. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of what you do. I drove two hours to be here. You know, is it cool if I take a photo with you? And he's like, yeah, sure. He's like, you drove two hours just to, just to meet me? And I was like, yeah. He's like, man, that's cool. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then so we took a photo. And then I was like, um, I was like, by the way, I was like, I have a podcast. And I brought up the objections in advance. I'm like, I have a podcast. And I know you would never do an interview with me. I'm like a small dude. And you'd probably say no. But is there any way, by the grace of God, that you would let me just come to your guys' house, film an interview with you one hour, super easy. We'll be in and out. Um, I promise you it'll be an amazing interview. And he's like, you got a card? And I was like, yeah. I don't know how the hell I had a card, but pull out my card, give it to him. And he's like, I like you, dude. He's like, yeah, I'll give you an interview. And fast forward two weeks later, we filmed the interview. And today it was the most watched Grant Cardone interview ever. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I so. mean, it is an epic looking and it's a great interview. And he yeah. he goes in on it, on his, like on a lot of stuff. So so I was introduced. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, um, it was a gnarly story, dude. And I was by myself the whole time in my head, like, oh, this is stupid. It's not going to work. But it worked. But I mean, that chip on your shoulder, you're right. like... Fueled, hey yeah. X, look at me. Right. And then yeah. now I'm hanging out at his beach house. So um, I was <laughs> it's funny what you'll do though. Like when you want something to happen, <laughs> you'll prove a point. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's that's like one of the most incredible stories I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty spiteful motivation, but inspired a lot of people. So as you know, turn that. I'm all about turning pain into power. So worked. So is there? Did, did you go enter? Like, is there any like other things that she's into that you like? Absolutely, she loves hot Cheetos. Interviewed the creator of Hot Cheetos. She loved Quest bars. Interviewed the billion dollar founder Shut of Quest up. bars. Oh Are yeah, you still on this path? To no, get no, back? Okay. no, no. That ended. That ended probably about like a year. You just went through her whole list of people she liked. You're like, okay, I guess I did it to her. Yeah, no, like, that, was the, that was the first like six months, and then after that, I was like over it. I had, yeah, uh, you know, I, that's incredible. Mission yeah. accomplished. Yeah, man. yeah, many times over. So, so anybody who has hasn't <laughs> seen Omar's show, The Passionate Few. I was first introduced to it. I saw P-Rod on there. And I'm going right. to tell you my impression. So mm -hmm. I saw, oh, P-Rod's doing a podcast? That's funny. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is like a crazy, like big show because mm -hmm. it was produced really well. So that was mm -hmm. my first impression of it. Thank you. For anybody that wants to check it out, it's called The Passionate Few. Mm -hmm. um, you podcast too, right? Audio on iTunes? Or yeah, just YouTube. it's on all audio platforms. Okay. Yeah, so Spotify, iTunes, everything. Stitcher. Okay. 
And, and I, I mean, to be honest, man, I really like the YouTube ones because they always look so cool. Thank you. Um, Mikey's <laughs> actually been a guest on there also. Yes, sir. Okay, so let's get into how you got started and then mm -hmm. I wanna talk about some of your techniques in networking. Cool. Because we, you haven't, I mean, you're also you have a dealing gift, with like, man. Yeah, you have a you, gift. Everything. You. Every time I see you post something, I'm like, how the hell did he? How do did this? he pull? That's all. I, that's what the yeah, intro was. Yeah, yeah. How did he I pull? I hit him that? up the other day. I yeah. hit him up uh, a couple weeks ago. Do you know who this guy Dan Locke is? Mm -hmm. Is that his name? Dan Locke. Yeah, yeah. Dan Locke. Do you know Locke? this guy Dan Locke is? He texts me back three videos of him in his plane. Come on, man. I know everybody. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was in his like private jet. We have the number one interview in the world with Dan Locke, and I'm actually I was told last week that I'm the number one affiliate for his course sales. So nice. It's like a rev share, so I'm the number one affiliate for him too. Okay, right? cool. So yeah, it's pretty cool. So how did you um, get started with a podcast? Yeah. So um, how long ago was that? Uh, two years ago, like a little over two years. So ago. So this was like before, like podcasts were happening, but it was before like the mass took over. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I, it started out wanting to do day in the lives because I used to watch four on one video magazine, right? And An like old the day skateboarding in the video that yeah, right. The, good. You give the audience context. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I, my original idea was I want to do day in the life with all these different people from all walks of life. So I want to do a day in the life with a surgeon, with a pro skater, uh, with um, you know a lawyer, with an attorney, with an entrepreneur. Like I want to do day in the life from morning till night. And the goal was like to show people what a day is like, right? Because a lot mm -hmm. of times people are like, yeah, I want to be a lawyer because they see people in a courtroom, but they don't see the like AM to PM. Yeah. So that was the initial premise of the show and the passionate few. Okay. The challenge was editing those suckers took so long and to oh, find yeah. good editors. And at the time I was like really tight on money and like, and you know, it was like, you know, it was just tricky to like make that move fast. So then I like when we would talk in between filming, I would realize that the dialogue was better than the, you know, was better than the day in the life. So then I just said, okay, let's just do podcast. And yeah. So started doing it that way. Okay. But and my, did you actually put out some of the day in the lives? We put out like, yeah like one or two or three or something like that yeah and then after that it was just too much but yeah we did i think on the channel we have like one or two still there nice mm -hmm. yeah podcast is just such a good format it's funny because I, I can't remember who it was but they broke down um doing interviews like they're i can't remember doing like a book release or something it's like yeah you literally you go out there and you have like 30 seconds to make one point and then 30 and you get that six times and you're done mm -hmm. and that's all you get mm -hmm. like so i think that's why um, you know, Jordan Peterson, actually, I went and saw him. Don't know too much about Jordan Peterson, but he was in Thousand Oaks. So I saw him and he made a really interesting point about as humans, we're conditioned to listening, mm. but we're not conditioned to like everything that's going on our phone. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, all these people are tripping out because, uh, everybody's doing these long format. Like they can't pay attention for 15 seconds, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. But then they'll listen to an interview for two hours. That's because that's what we're used to. We're right. used to listening. So the long format is actually very effective. Obviously it's taken off recently. But um, okay, let's get into, so the, wait, so was the the breakup, the, the start? Catalyst, for that sure. That was the catalyst. For sure. At that okay. time I was working at Tesla. So I was a sales rep at Tesla. I was doing well, but it just, I was like bored. Like okay. I love Tesla, it was cool, but like the coolest achievement could be getting promoted. Yep. So I was doing well in Orange County um, as a sales rep for them, but it was just same shit over and over yep. and over. You know, it just got boring. And I wanted to do something. And so after she broke up with me, I like quit at Tesla. I hired a life coach at the time and like he helped me. Who was that? Uh, Dave Thorpe. Dave Thorpe. Dave Thorpe, okay. yeah. 
Dave Thorpe, I, shout out Dave Thorpe, man. Dave was like instrumental because I was telling him about the passion of you and he told me to write down my prophecy, which I do for networking now. Hmm. So I'll write down, like I see myself interviewing Grant Cardone and Ed Milet in the Hollywood Hills smoking cigars. I see myself getting over 500,000 views in that video. I see people inspired. I see comments going crazy. I see myself selling courses. Like I just write it out and it sounds crazy. And I know people say write down your goals, but when you write it, it just something about it is real now. It's like prophecy, you know, not to get religious, but there's a reason that, you know, religious stuff isn't just spoken. It's written. You know, when you build a building, you're in real estate. You know, you got to see it on paper before it manifests. So I believe the same yeah. is true of goals. So, yeah, that's kind of how how it started, man. I just I had a chip on my shoulder, I told my coach I want to start this thing. He told me if you don't write it down, it's not real. Wrote it down and started to become real so this is very interesting to me <laughs> you hired a life coach right and your life coach transitioned you into doing what you're doing now right yeah okay that's really cool yeah. i i haven't i don't know much about life coaching but i mm. haven't heard that story before and that's really cool yeah dude, would you I, recommend people getting life coaches absolutely man and really any, yeah absolutely and anybody who criticizes it i get it I totally get it. I used to be one of those like, okay, No, really? I'm fascinated by this. Yeah. This is very interesting. Well, because, well, keep in mind, this guy is like, he's had three multi-million dollar companies. So it was a credible coach. It's, okay. it's somebody yeah. who's done something with his life. And um, and he lives in Laguna. I love Laguna Beach. That's, mm -hmm. you know, that's where I'm aiming to live. So uh, there's just a lot of good rapport with him. And uh, yeah, just it's really just somebody to shoot the shit with to explain your goals who can help you see outside the frame, you know, mm -hmm. who can, you can play pitch and catch with, who cares? Yeah. A lot of times... For, friends care but they don't care care you know does, what i mean does a life coach hold you accountable at all or absolutely is it, yeah oh absolutely mm. yeah and when you pay a premium for it you you know it's like getting a personal trainer yeah you know, it's like you're gonna you, your back's against the wall you have to do it now because you're gonna hop on the phone with them or meet up with them next week on tuesday and if you didn't do xyz then like you're just gonna feel like you're wasting your time your money his time yep. like you're mm. gonna follow through that's an interesting point i never thought mm. of that i way. mean dude uh, like paying for paying for courses paying mm -hmm. for coaching it's it's had like a little bit of a bad rap i've right. done it multiple times it's always delivered Same. for me Same. and i am what, what's up Mikey? why why does it have a bad rap dude i, I know don't it even does want to say that. what do you think i think <clears throat> i think it's like because of the same thing like salespeople. that's what it right? is right like yep. just a few people who did it really shittily Yep. that's a word just ruined it for everybody so now sales has a bad rap realtors have a bad rap door knockers have a bad rap like skaters right like skaters are some of the coolest people that. ever but people on the street see them as like pot smoking graffiti doing um, troublemakers who are just up to yep. no good and bashing cars you know so it's just a few bad eggs and they just throw an easy label on it but I think nowadays more and more people are getting open to it and seeing the results it's producing so yeah. I think it's changing now mm. yep uh, I think it definitely had a stigma. And I, I, in my opinion, it's a lot because of sales. It's because people use these sales strategies and they say things that aren't true and they hype you up. And yes. I think that people that do that are doing a disservice to the people that are actually like down to help. Like my favorite, right. I always call out Andrew Warner at Mixergy. Mm -hmm. I kind of did the same thing. I was like, I want to do this. And I drove to San Francisco and I basically was like, I'm going to a seminar. And I thought it was going to be like, 2000 people and it was like a small one and tim ferris was there and it was 100 people and i was like dude i wonder if i could talk to him and then it ended <laughs> and he stood there and he's like looking around like want to talk to someone i'm like no one's talking to him yeah i'm gonna go talk to him i think he'll t and i walked up he's like hey and like starts talking to me and like got his phone number and like 
I mean, I'm not best friends or like close with them, but mm-hmm. I, I text them on occasion when yeah. like he puts stuff out. I'll be like, hey, that looks cool. Can I buy it? Yeah, they'll text me back. Like, yeah. the, the it's very, uh, people are a lot more accessible than you think. Oh, dude, um, so true. Oh, you're, I think you're, a lot of people. Yeah, I got a point. I got excited go. about this tell one. Tell us. So I want to I wanna tell people this, so pay attention if you guys are listening or watching. The biggest people are the easiest to get in touch with. Interesting. Because most people are scared. Like when I used to, I used to intern for Rob at Street League at the Fantasy Factory. And oh, I Rob, didn't know that. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. I used, oh, to, I didn't I used know to, that. to intern for Rob and Brian Atlas and all them. Um, and and it's funny. They used to tell me that more people apply to McDonald's than the Fantasy Factory, hmm. just because they have their own limited beliefs. Oh, I can't. I couldn't do that. Like, there's no way I could do that. Who am I to ask? And because everybody does that, nobody asks them. Yeah. So when you just kind of like, hey, hey, Grant Cardone, my name's Omar. I'd love to interview. They're like, okay. Yeah. You know, it's uh, the barrier. I'm sure Elon's the same way. Like, it sounds crazy. I know it's counterintuitive, but it's true. Most people are so afraid that nobody even tries. And you know what else, too? That's so true. You know what else I've noticed, too? Um, and I actually learned this at that that Andrew Warner Mixergy, um, mm-hmm. whatever it was, conference. But he, he made the point that there's cycles that people go through. Mm-hmm. Like, there's when someone's trending and they're getting hit up by like a million people, right. that might not be the best time to approach them. But like right. approach uh, someone that won the Super Bowl when nothing's going on mm-hmm. and they will probably talk to you. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's so true. that was that was a great point he made. Um, okay. So let's talk about some more guests. Go Re- ahead. Real quick. I want to add. You got stuff. Fire. Like, another thing too was like just pay attention to the context of the environment. So for me, one of my primary goals is getting Tony Robbins on the show. Okay. Tony, Tony changed my life. Um, there was like a moment between the breakup and when I started the podcast where like, which is a crazy story, we can talk about that later. But it was Tony who was the catalyst. So for me, Tony was important. So I went to a film festival where Tony was there speaking. Every, to speak to your point, everybody bombarded him. So I was like, shit, he's not gonna remember mm-hmm. me, I can't. But then I see his wife in the corner by herself, just chilling. I think they had like a dog with them. So everybody's going to Tony. I go to his wife. Hmm. I said, hey, Sage, I'm a big fan of your relationship program. She's like, oh, really? Where are you from? We're building rapport, talking. And then I was like, um, I was like, by the way, you know, I'd love to have Tony on the show. We have a podcast. You know, What's the best way to set it up? Super easy next time you guys are in California. We'll come to you. You guys don't have to go anywhere. Super easy. We'll be in and out. You know, what's the best way to set it up? And she's like, oh, yeah, come with me, sweetie. Introduce me to Tony's assistant. She like holds my shoulders and she's like, make sure to set it, set it up with him. You know, uh, so she gave me the card and I got the in with Tony like that. So it's like you just got to look for the key players. You yeah. Know? And you had class when you did it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, did yeah. you have him on? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. But but that will happen. Mark my words. That, that will happen. Yeah, for sure it'll happen. So is this what we need to do for Elon? For Elon. How do we get at Elon? Yeah, yeah. How do we get I think right now is not the right time. Yeah, round table. Um, I think right now is not the right time for Elon. How do we get Elon Musk well, I, in I our think, skate park? I think roll the dice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How, <laughs> How do we, we get, get Elon, Elon Musk in here? <laughs> I get him to ride a board, drop Sketchy in or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I, just first of all, roll the dice. Like send the email to the assistant that you think nobody will respond to. You ever make up names like? Uh, I have fake assistants. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Like, do you ever go through the like? Jerry at Tesla.com. Steve at Tesla. Oh, no, nah, nah. no. Haven't done that nah. one. I've heard that. That one happened with uh, Barton. Yeah. It for works. Street League. Yeah. yeah. He was like, didn't know Rob Deerdick's email. Wanted to get a meeting with Rob Deerdick. So he just, uh, Rob at StreetLeague.com. Rob at DeerdickMachine.com. And yeah. he finally got And got he got through one. and yeah, yeah, got a response. Yeah. 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 
Um, I'm not probably like that on this on the show though. Oh, we it's already been on the show, and we talk about it's funny. Oh, okay, cool. We talk about Barton all the like in every interview. Barton's like, <laughs> yeah, and Barton up, did yeah. that. Barton hit me up and was like, I want to get on the podcast. Here's an outline, and sent me an outline. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. got him on and Does, posted him, and it was a great interview. Nice, yeah, um, oh, that's cool. Are you gonna say something? I'm gonna ask about tactics. Go ahead. I want to know about okay, too. So I'm really trying so to make this happen. Let's <laughs> let's talk about tactics in the context yeah. of different guests. So yeah. name some specifics and. Just tell so us we, about networking because you've networked with a lot of people. Right. So I would say DMs. Let's hit the DMs okay. first. So I'll give away my biggest secrets, even though I usually don't, or it's for my personal clients that I coach on this or in my course. Um, but basically what you want to do is like there's, I'll give you the skeleton for a perfect DM. Okay. So this has worked for me. People criticize it. Always start your DM with emojis. Always. Because when oh. you scroll through your Instagram, it looks like a bunch. I'm sure you get a bunch, Mike. Hey, Mikey, I'm a big fan, mm -hmm. da, 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 which is cool. You appreciate it, but you can't like get back to everybody to respond all the time. But when there's an emoji, it makes you stop for a second. So I'll put emojis and then I'll put their first name. So I'll be like, emojis, Eric, quick question. Hmm. So now in your mind, subconsciously, like what I always tell people is you can't guarantee that they'll respond all the only game we're playing with networking is increasing the odds that's the only yeah. game we're playing so the question is not how do i get in touch how to do this it's just how on this touch can i increase the odds of getting to the next step that's all i'm asking myself so dm emoji eric quick question so now when you're scrolling through instagram your dms you'll see emojis so they catch your eye you'll see your name which is the most exciting interesting thing to anybody subconscious and then you'll see quick questions so you'll see quick mm -hmm. so Emoji, Eric, quick. Chances are you're going to look at that DM. And then right after that, uh, compliment, always compliment first. Context, question. So compliment, context, question. Mm -hmm. Big fan of da 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 da. Would love, I have a podcast, da da da. Would love to know how to set it up. Da, da. And then end with a question. Always end with a specific question. This is the most important part. So I won't say, well, I'll just tell you guys whatever. Um, so I won't say like, uh, can I interview you? Um, how do we do an interview? Would you be open to do? I don't ask that. I say, would love to set up a one hour interview with you next week. Who's the best person to talk to, to get on your schedule? Mm. So would it be an assistant question mark? So now they'll say, yes, email Stephanie at da, 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 da. And then when I hit up Stephanie, Hey Stephanie, I talked to Grant. Grant said you'd be the best person to set it up on the schedule next week. And Stephanie in her mind goes, Oh, how else would he have known my thing unless Grant told him to hit me up? Yep. So I'm just playing the touch game like that. Yeah. So that's that's my best networking secrets, whether you want to get them on a podcast, you want to get them to plug your gear, you want to do business with them. Emoji, name, compliment, context, context question. Yeah. It's crazy, man, because I'm do, I manage OVNIs, mm -hmm. and it's nowhere near the stuff that Mikey's managing. Mm -hmm. And I, like... I don't want to be negative at all towards anybody that, you know, opens up and shares personal stuff. Right, right. But it's so hard when, like, you're trying to, like, read through stuff and mm -hmm. there's, like, so much to read that you can't do it. Totally true. It's, yeah. like, hard to do, you know? It's got to be easy on the eyes. Yeah, that's why I always break it up and I try to do it in one sentence. You know what's funny? I, I'll get those. I'll get the quick ones, which mm -hmm. I'm definitely – it's easier to respond to. Mm -hmm. I'll get the long ones and, like – it definitely is a struggle to get through it, but like sometimes like I'm glad I did, right? Mm -hmm. Like, cause I, sure. I think there is yeah, a value, sure. but I yeah. will say to your point, 
there's way more chance of me going through a quick one than a long one. Yeah, exactly. And, and let me just say before and, I sound negative, let me throw this out there. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times we get with OVNI just because of what we're doing, we'll get ones like, hey, help me out. Like, and those ones I totally appreciate and I understand. We actually just got one literally right now. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally it just came in. So I, I totally appreciate that and respect it. And I do my best to like communicate and respond with everyone. Right. And I've opened up some like good friendships from that. So yeah. sorry, keep going. No, yeah, I was just going to say that. that, And also, too, adding value is always great. So, like, one thing we do is my team, kind of like you guys, you guys give the guests clips. So that builds a rapport. They start yeah. tagging you, and now you're in a relationship with them. Now, I know this guy. Like, I introduced you guys to Randall. You guys ended up in Hawaii, like, a week later. <laughs> yeah, that was a big way, dude. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, we, like, yeah. Wait, full, you guys went to Hawaii? We went to Miami. 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 Randall yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. like, came, like, full friends. Oh, Miami. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we went to all Grant. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like dude, Omar, Omar hits me up, right? This is a funny story. Omar hits me up and he goes, yo, Randall Pitch wants to be on your show, right? And I was like, damn, for real? All right. And he, said, and he connects me with them. All of a sudden, Randall's on the show. We become friends, right? <laughs> and then I get a, a text from Grant to go do Grant's show. And I'm with Randall. I'm like, yo, I'm going to go do Grant's show. He's like, yo, I'm going to come. I'm like, all right, cool. So we like yeah. go on this buddy system oh, in Miami. Cool, yeah, yeah, that was all because of you. Yeah, that's no, awesome. awesome. And and then I know you guys had like Bedros. And so it just, yeah. you build a web yep. and you do favors for people. You know, they just return the favor and it just becomes like a synergy thing. Where do you think the, the line is between networking and mm-hmm. kind of lightweight pushing into a relationship mm-hmm. and and being so overbearing that you do not have a shot at it? Great question. Uh, give value. Give value. I know it sounds generic, but... If you come from a place of like, we'd love to do this for you, or we'd love to give you this, or even if you're like, if I was somebody out there who, you know, obviously all of us have platforms where we can give value, uh, you know, relatively easily for people out there that feel like they can't or don't, even if you grab a photo of them from Google and put a quote of them and say, here, here's a post I made for your Instagram here, like save it and post it. And then you ask for something, you're gonna, they're gonna respond to oh, that. What a great idea! Yeah, just something simple like that. Have a buddy, just say, "Hey, dude, I'll give you twenty bucks if you get a photo of Grant Cardone, put a quote of his on it, DM it to him, and you know, just try to get him to see it. He's gonna respond. He's be like, oh, thanks, dude,' and he'll tag you in it. And now, when he tags you in it, you can go to other people and say, "Hey, I'd love to make it for your page. I'm making for Grant. They're fifty bucks a pop." Yeah. You know, so there's there's ways to to leverage that. Just give value. If you don't give value and you're asking. That's when it's going to be overbearing. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and I, I mean, I definitely did model that after you, like the, with the posts we do for Avni, because mm-hmm. when uh, we yeah. create the weekly posts, we think through like what's the audience going to like, what's their audience going to want to see, and then create value based on what their audience wants to see, not mm-hmm. just posting for us to give views. Right. And it's funny because you'll see like, I think Gary V posted like a month ago. He was like, "Hey, I need content." Like. And you saw him and D-Rock like going back and forth like, right, right. hey, maybe if you made some rad content right then, he would post it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe not, but maybe you would. Anyways, that's it's a good true. point. Yeah, even even with people on my team, like um, anytime editor, people constantly want to work with us because they want to, you know, be in the mix. And so what I always tell them is I'll be like, make me something. Show me what you can do. Yeah. And uh, when they take initiative like that, that's when they're going to more likely to be part of the team or totally. come to a shoot or, be on, you know, get compensated for it. So. Yeah, just give value, man. And, and if you don't have the technical know-how, find something, some way, somehow. There's always something you can do. Yep. So, and in this day and age, everybody's accessible, dude. I, it's God, crazy so how accessible it's everybody so true. is. I know. So is Passion Pays, I just noticed on your shirt, is that yes, your thing? Yeah, so it's actually... Uh, That's your product? We just got it today. If you guys want to cop it, it's Passion Pays. And it's basically... Um, so I started a nonprofit called um, 
Bigger Hands International. Okay. And uh, we're basically feeding homeless people. Um, the homeless cause is something that's always been like super important to me, mm -hmm. um, helping people who are in rough situations. Uh, I grew up volunteering for homeless organizations. So um, as it's like passionate few merch. Um, and for every shirt purchased, we match and give away a shirt plus a meal to uh, somebody in need. So, nice. Okay. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. So if you guys want to cop one, passion pays. What what you do that? Uh, probably the link below, or follow me on Instagram or YouTube. Any of our descriptions will have a link on in the there passionate few or yeah. Omar the rock star on Insta. Yes, sir. We, we ain't closing out yet. So tell us about mm -hmm. some more guests. How'd you connect with Ed Milet? Ed was an interesting story because Ed Milet wasn't the Ed Milet he is now. Then, like, okay. he, even though this this was almost like a like a year ago, almost the dude blew up. Like at the time, yeah. he had like couple maybe like two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand and uh now he's almost like at a million or like mm -hmm. nine hundred thousand but um but yeah i just i shot him a dm relentlessly uh and i just unsend so if i send a dm and it doesn't get read or whatever i'll just uh, you know how you can unsend it on instagram no i didn't know you could do that. yeah if you hold on it it'll unsend it and then uh, i just resend it until uh. they see it so I just rinse and repeat all day long. Okay. Hey, did, did they change the amount of DMs you can send recently? Mm -hmm. Have you have you been mass DMing? Uh, no, not anymore. I don't have to do that anymore. But I think they just changed it. Omar's I did. I do it for one of my now, clients. Yeah. Omar's got numbers. <laughs> no, I know, but I for one of my clients I yeah. do it. Um, and I think they change it. Anyways, keep going. It could just be that account, but keep going. Yeah, yeah. So I think what, what would bring a lot of people value is if like you rifle off through some names, and I'll tell like the quickest story I can to explain it. But with edit was just um, it was just a copy paste, and he knows Grant, so I just leveraged Grant. And then it, he was just like, yeah, email my assistant and we'll be in touch and made it happen like that. Okay. Who's, the, who's your, uh, Tom Billy craziest story getting them on the show. The creator of hot Cheetos. How'd that craziest. go? That was gnarly. I tried relentlessly to get that guy. This guy's huge. I mean, hot Cheetos, like a multi-billion dollar. Did he get affected product. by little Zan? I wonder <clears throat> by little what? Do you know what, do you know the story there? No. What happened? Little, little Zan, Zan went to the hospital because he ate too much hot oh, Cheetos. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, side note, keep going. By yeah. the way, you have not said one four-letter word yet. Keep going. He said one. Oh, no, no that wasn't. There were all seven-letter words. Yeah, that's counting. true. Um, did that <laughs> guy have a, I don't even know who the guy is. I know Hot Cheetos. I don't know the guy. Yeah, he's, uh, they're actually producing a movie on his life called Flamin' oh, Hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox, What's his name? Fox just picked it up. Richard Montañez. Did he have an Did he have an Instagram? Yeah, he has an Insta. Oh, yeah, yeah. He posts our clips all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um actually might be picking him up as a client so that worked out great all right but uh yeah i i messaged him i emailed him messaged him i was relentless not even for views man just for like every time i walk into to piss a, off your chick she loved hot cheetos <laughs> right well that too but but like it's a cool feeling when when you go like even when i interview paul like it's a cool feeling when i walk into a gas station i see somebody wearing some like pure nike sbs i'm like oh okay cool i interviewed that guy i see some quest bars i'm like oh okay i know that guy i see some hot cheetos i'm like oh i interviewed that guy there you, you know go. you feel like yeah connected to the world or like you're in the mix you know or even you guys with village that's why i want it that's why i want to interview elon so every day yeah. i'm driving i got this guy yeah the tesla <laughs> you know yeah saying? yeah same thing every time i see somebody smoking weed i got this guy <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah 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 no it's it's true man it's a good feeling to uh to be connected and be in the know of sure. stuff you yeah. know it's 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 cool but uh but yeah he was he was tricky i messaged him emailed him probably like 25 30 times and then i went i saw that he had a speaking event i drove to like three speaking events pitched him cold by stage he kept telling me no 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 and then uh, i went for like a fourth time and he was like you really don't give up huh and i was like no sir and he was like all right he's like i'll do your interview 
uh, but I, but what I told him, I was like, consider me the young man you once were when you were pitching hot Cheetos and everybody said, no, this is me pitching you. All right. And then that's when he was like, all right, fine. Like, so yeah. he gave me the interview. And then uh, interviewed Tom Bilyeu, founder of Quest Bars. Mm-hmm. You guys know Tom. How was that? Brilliant. The Brilliant. Dude, the dude is just next level. Yeah. Like insane. But him, I messaged him like 12 times. Same thing. Didn't read it. Didn't respond. And then literally it was like I tried so hard. And I was like, no way. There's like no way. And literally like the 13th time, lucky number 13, I just messaged him again. And he's like, sure, sounds good. Here's my number. Here's my address in Beverly Hills. How does Tuesday next week work at one? What? It literally, it was that easy. <laughs> it was literally like, he just gave me, That's here's my amazing. assistant's number. Next week we filmed it and the interview blew up. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Damn. I do want to throw this out there though. <laughs> um, I, I do want to throw out there that some people, well, two things. One if people finally do go, okay, who's this Omar the Rockstar guy? Right. Let me look. They go to your page and they're like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. They go to YouTube. Damn. Like have something that when you're hitting people up that mm-hmm. they can look at, right? A body of work for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is- With I've, Tom, with Tom actually, I had no body of work. So keep oh, in didn't. mind, like now now it's like easy, right? Oh, to was be that in long the ago? Yeah, this was, Tom was my first big interview. I, oh, I interviewed- wow. I interviewed the founder of the founders of Afters Ice Cream, which mm-hmm. is like a cool little local thing. But my first, my third interview ever was Tom Bilyeu, Crazy. Quest Bars, and uh, yeah, man, that one was actually literally. I mean, the, uh, I guess we could do that story um, after the it was the breakup, and she like loved Quest Bars, and I'm like, All right, I'm gonna get this Quest Bar guy, and I was like depressed. So I literally, um, I I don't smoke or drink anymore, but at the time, I just be honest, I rolled up a joint. Like smoked it. I'm like, after this joint, I'm gonna change my life, and uh, and literally smoked it. And I wrote down this list. I'm gonna all these people I want to interview. Tom was at the top of the list, and so literally that night, I like just started DMing him. Like at the end of the joint, I was like, put it out, and I'm like, all right, my life changes like from this moment on. And I like just began this quest, and it just literally just kept on working and working and working. <laughs> no I was pun like, intended. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's Tony Robbins, man. He was like, I was listening to this audio. It was. For those that don't know, Tony Robbins, he's like a personal development speaker, entrepreneur. And he was saying that um, nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning that I give it. Hmm. And at the time, again, I was really depressed, bummed out. And I was like, all right, how can I give this? What's good about this? What's the blessing here? What's the opportunity here? And just literally turned the pain into power and it worked. So Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Also interviewed uh, Conor McGregor's bodyguard. Oh, you did? Yeah, because I was trying to get Conor. So I'm like, all right, how am I going to get Connor? Like, it's going to happen. How are you going to get Connor, Connor? Man, That's a big one. Yeah. Oh, it'll happen. Um, it, j- that's the thing, dude. I just decide for Like, even sometimes I look at my Instagram, I'm like, when the hell did I have time to do this? Like, I don't even know. Like, I didn't yeah. have experience with, like, production. Or, I, yeah. I don't know any of this. I was just so, like, determined. Somehow happened. You know, I, yeah. I just kept taking imperfect action. It worked. But, um, yeah, for Connor... I just wanted to get him on the show and he tagged his bodyguard on Instagram one time. I saw his bodyguard had like 7,000 followers, messaged his bodyguard a couple of times and he was down. And so I got in with his bodyguard and literally the, the day of the Mayweather fight with Connor, um, I'm texting his bodyguard and I sent him like a funny photo and he showed Connor and he's like, yeah, Connor was laughing. Ha ha. Like while the Mayweather Connor thing was in the that locker room. Rad. Yeah, there's been some wild ones, man. Even some I forgot, but yeah. It's okay. Cool. So if this is happening, you may not want to <laughs> talk about, but have you ever yeah. been catfished? What does that mean? Like, like, uh, has anybody ever like tried to get on your show mm-hmm. and like faked you out? What do you mean? Like they, like they weren't who they said they were, kind yeah. of thing. 
Nah, Walmart we're does s- too much research for that, man. I yeah, feel we're like. actually. <laughs> you know, it's funny. People love the interviews and they do really well online, man. But honestly, my team even tells me like every interview, they're like, "Great question, good question." I honestly don't prepare all that much, dude. You don't? I don't. I don't. I, I keep it really, really relaxed. I just, I just, I listen to a lot of Howard Stern growing up. Okay. So like I and like Larry King. So like this was my idea. Of Were fun. they always off the cuff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, Brad Pitt, I'm sorry, uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, when Howard Stern interviewed Bradley Cooper, his first question, he's like, man, what's it like to bang the best chicks in Hollywood, Brad? You got to tell me. Like, that was his first question. Yeah. You know, so they went, he just went right to the source. So I don't go like that, that route, but I just, I don't know. I just listened to so many good interviews that it just yeah. became a part of me. And that plus my curiosity, I just know I'm going to start at their childhood we're going to go to like what was high school, you know, their 20s or 30s. Or they mm-hmm. built a company, the failures, advice to others. And then I have a little game with them at the end. And so now it's just a rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And yeah. People love it. So it's funny, man, because I found as we've gone along at first, I was like, I have to pre-interview every single person with with a lot of people. <laughs> it's not possible. Have you been catfished before? Is that what you ask? Kind of. Oh really? <laughs> Has it been released? We won't get no, into it. No, it hasn't been released. But wow. I mean, let's just put it this way: there's a there's a lot of people out there that like. <laughs> this happened more than once. I mean, Never. no. But like, let's let's put <laughs> it this way, right? Kind of happened. Kind of happened again. Damn. But we were it, 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 it a little bit. I mean, kinda. What happened? Are we gonna talk? We're not gonna talk about it. Hell no. no. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I'll I'll say this though: there's. <laughs> Everybody right now is basically figured out like you go get on a show and then you get followers. And so it's this like thing of like, there's people that like come across Avni, right? And Mm. then they look at Mikey or they see Mikey and they're like, he's doing podcasts. He's got over 500, like let's go. And so they hit up Mikey. Mm, So um, we, yeah, like that's the, a lot of people are doing that right now. A lot of people are doing that. Oh, I get that all day long. I get pitches all day long. But it's uh, so dumb because it really doesn't get you anywhere if you're not if you like don't have anything to back it up. It doesn't really get you anywhere. Yeah, I just interview people I want to interview, dude. Yeah, you know, I just, like, and then the interview is gonna be good if you really give a shit. You know, if you really care, totally. you're gonna do it. If it's somebody whatever, you're just gonna fake questions. The audience is gonna feel that at some level, and you just wasted a night. You know, yeah. at least that's how I, that's how we look at it. But okay, but so I, I you it. you mentioned a word uh, I want to touch on. Yeah, you you said imperfect action. Tell us about that word. This is the holy grail. Even when I was with Ed and Grant Cardone, I'm sure, Mikey, you could relate, too. It's like when it comes to skating, you too, Eric, like when you're trying to learn a skate trick, you have no clue how to do it. You have no clue. You just wing it. You just you you have a general idea. Okay, I put my foot here. I flick it there. I pop here. You just imperfect action. And then it just little by little gets a little more perfect and a little more perfect and a little more perfect. Pretty soon you're doing it bolts. Yeah. And then once you get used to that, you get you get familiar with how to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But it's true in business, it's true in sales funnels, it's true in skating and life. It's like if you wait for things to be perfect, it's never going to happen. Right. You know, people spend more time on their logo than on actually like launching anything. Mm-hmm. So, so true. So, you know, that's that's huge, man. Just We were just talking about it on the way here. It's like in every business and at the highest levels, it's even more so. Like if you ask, like I, I've been in rooms with huge people, huge CEOs. Mm-hmm. I, I'll ask them off record, like, do you ever like look around and go like, what the hell am I doing? Like, how am I running this like hundred million dollar company? And they're like, dude, all the time. Yeah. We have no, like, we're just kind of like winging it. Like you have, you know what you're doing, but you know, you wing it long it's enough. So you, true. you start to so get true. good. I'm sure yeah. people look at you like a real estate expert and you're like, okay, like, yeah, I know my stuff. I mean, everything. It's everything. Cause I, I'm yeah. the same way, man. I, I believe you just jump in and, and swim. Yeah, exactly. Right. And 
and I, I don't ever, I'm just not the person to sit there and like think what, what what's going to happen or is this right or how people, so I just always yeah. do it and then am forced to yeah. figure it out. But, but that process, it never goes away. Absolutely. Right? It doesn't matter what you're doing. Even like when I've been pro 10 years, it's like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, yeah. You know? It's true. And even like to speak to that, like even in business with huge clients, when I would try to get huge clients or even for interviews, I would do this, I would play this game with my team where like, as soon as I get a thought, I take action. So I'm like, oh, that would be cool to interview Jim Carrey. Imperfect action. Uh, Google Jim Carrey. Who's his manager? William Morris Agency. Okay, where's the number? That's the Beverly Hills office. Okay, call the Beverly Hills office. While it's ringing, I'm thinking about what I'm saying. I have no clue what I'm going to say. Ring, ring. Hi, I was wondering, who's the best person to talk to about Mr. Carrey's uh, you know, manager? We'd love to have him on the show. Wondering what's the best email to send a press inquiry. And they'll be like, oh, talk to da-da-da-da-da. Here's the email. Boom. Within a minute, by the time the thought came to me, I've already got the email. Yeah. Most people don't do that. Most yeah. people are like, oh, that would be cool. To, like, most, that would be cool to get Elon on the show. Yeah, that would be sick. Anyways, you want to go get something to eat? You know, and it, <laughs> I swear, it, like it happens in life and business is you just, yeah. if you don't do it quick, I swear to you, 80% of anything I've done that's amazing in business or the show or even digital marketing stuff all came from that. Just, it just, just do it before you realize what the hell's going on. And more often than not, things will work. Yeah. That's so, so true. So I have a question that I never ask guests, but I'm going to ask you. Let's do it. What would you like to talk about right now? What is something that yeah. being interviewed that you like you would like to share? What I've learned from interviewing like these epic, huge people. Okay. Um, I had that on the list, so let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Maggie, you believe that? I can't. No. <laughs> I literally. Yeah. <laughs> I just, maybe that'd be me personally. If I was ever like, oh shit, man, I don't know what to say. Hey, yeah. what would you, what would you say? If I were perfect. But <laughs> no, actually I had that on my list. <laughs> I literally did that. Funny you say that. I had that. I was, I was going to ask of all the people that you've interviewed, like tell right. us some learnings from all these so people. See there he's going to yeah. cut out the question and go yeah. straight to, so out of all the, no, I'm not, <laughs> dude, I'm not Shut taking the L on this one. I <laughs> you, actually dude, don't have it written down though. Night, I didn't take, I, I don't have it written down, but I genuinely did have that on the yeah. list to ask you. Okay. So. So I would say, like, honestly, um, and this is why I started the show. Like, my mission with the show was always to humanize greatness one story at a time. Okay. So, like, for me, like, because I went into it, I don't know, maybe maybe you guys could relate. Like, maybe Mikey or, or you, got, you, Eric, when you were a kid, like, you see a pro skater and you're like, oh, I could never be that mythical mm -hmm. like, creature. Like, oh, my God, a pro. Right? I'm sure you had it. And I'm sure. I know. Mm -hmm. I've heard stories of you. He when you was meet. pro when I was a kid. Right. So oh, yeah. I... I, I I watched it through him. I actually have yeah. footage of me at like at a, an event doing a demo and Mikey was in the crowd. Yeah, he That's won. Crazy. Yeah, I was like like seriously 14 years old and he won yeah. the contest. And you would have like, tripped out if somebody would have told you then that one day no, you'd have a course. show and be home. Yeah, I would have tripped out if he would have said hi to me. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and then I know with Tom Penny, he was a pro skater for those that don't know. Like you have a story with Paul where you guys were like freaking out in yeah. Germany the first time you uh, met him, right? Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's um like, once you get to know these people, you realize that they're not these like big mythical creatures. They're made of the same skin and flesh as me and you. Mm -hmm. They just took a series of steps that are a little bit different than most people. They started out like babies, just like me and you with the diaper Goo Goo Gaga. And they just did some things differently for a sustained enough period of time. And so they end up in a different place. So that was really like, I know that doesn't sound that crazy, but when you're a kid or growing up, you always imagine that these people are like, they must have something that you don't have. Um, and you realize that they don't. Yeah. They, they really don't. It's like, if they could do it, you could do it. And like the platforms like this show people like the tangible steps of how to bridge the gap. So I think that was, that, to see that over and over and over, you realize like, shit, 
it's not that hard. It's just a consistency game. Yeah, and also, I will add this. They do get hit up a lot, but they get hit up by 90-whatever, 5% people who just don't do it in a, like a good way. Yeah, like yeah. They get a lot of annoying people, right? Oh, dude, I get but that all day long. I'm sure you guys do too. If someone presents themselves and they like think about it mm-hmm. and present themselves in a good way and ask like, I mean, dude, you have a whole system on how you do it. Like, mm-hmm. Not that many people do that. Right. First of all, not many people do it. Second of all, not that many people take the time to think about what they're doing. So mm-hmm. um, let's talk about more. Uh, I think pe- people... <laughs> pe- I'm, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting laughed at right I, here. I think people... I don't understand why. Because <laughs> the person... Let's talk about more. So, Omar, any other questions? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I actually have a question for uh, Omar God. that I thought about before. You went to Bedros Mastermind. Right. Oh, did oh, you really? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you pay, did you pay for it? Or did I got invited it? by Joel Marion. Shout out Joel oh, Marion. Oh yeah, Joel's the man. Yeah, Joel's the man. Can you say out publicly what those things cost to go to? Uh, that one's fifty k. Yeah, fifty k to be in the okay, room. Okay, so fifty k to be in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you learn that you can share in like on a podcast? Oh, dude, I don't know if I could fit it into time, but um, I mean, let's cover just, one, just two, that, three. Just overall message. Uh, no, I can't give you overall, That'd um, be worth 50, okay. but, but I could tell you that online money is the best money. I yeah. can tell you that, uh, real estate is probably a good competitor with that, but it's so um, different though. It's so different. It's different, but it's, uh, it's, it's like, it's limitless. Like there's 300 million people in the U S majority of those are online. And if you have a product, a service, something of value, you know, with like you guys, with your course, me with my course. Um, even with my coaching programs, I'm sure you guys have other stuff. It's like there's so many people out there that can massively benefit from things that you have. And in no day and age before could you ever do that. Yep. You'd have to pay so much for ads with a platform like this or anything else. People can see what you can do yeah, you and can you can help so many, so many people, people yeah. from all over the world. So, um, Dude, that is such a good yeah, point. And I think really also point. like that kind of applies. So not a lot of people think it's possible. And then... Like if I would have, if I, I had this seven year window, mm-hmm. if I only could have paid for a program that could have taught, that could have taught me how to do what I'm doing now, I could have saved myself six years of pain. Like right. it, it's like, it's actually people have helpful stuff to share. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's a, uh, some people are just like, oh, it's not going to help. And they never do it. Right. Yeah. But then you see ex- like people who are, make a lot of money, they're all paying for like, they're all paying like 50 grand to go to a court like constantly. And Randall said the same thing. When, mm-hmm. when we went to Miami, he went to the Bedros thing, I think like two days before that. Mm-hmm. You guys and should come. He, was a- spe- he invited us. I got the invite player. I'm just waiting, <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. Uh, but Randall's the same way. He yeah. was like speechless. Said it was like one of the most incredible things he's ever been to. Went home, couldn't sleep, just like stayed up writing new things he wanted to do. Yeah, you have dudes in there, I mean, just slain it. Like numbers that you don't even believe. There was this kid, um, what's his name, Imran or something like that, mm-hmm. and he's he's eighteen. Uh, he's doing last last month. He did about one hundred twenty-four thousand uh, in recurring revenue. Yep. At eighteen, is um, he the little uh, little like little guy? Is he like uh, no ch- no no what, what huh? little guy? Might might be. He's a he's a, a cool dude. Awesome dude. He's a, 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 Asian. No, no. Asian? Okay. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> little Asian? Sorry. No. no, not like that. He's yeah. little, though. He is yeah, little. Yeah, yeah. Not to, who he, you're he, thinking he is of. Little, <laughs> not who he's talking about. No, he has like a, a like, course online. 
So they were just talking about like how to upsell, how to downsell, like how to offer different levels of value to your customers. Mm -hmm. And just for example, little stuff, like for example, if you're selling supplements, there's a guy, they like three X their business in one year because uh, when you check out, like say you buy a supplement, um, you're offered 20% if you buy two more. Okay. Say you buy two, they're like, okay, cool. They know that, okay, this person thinks long-term. So they offer 10%. It's like there's a message that says, how would you like 10% on auto ship for two every month mm -hmm. uh, when they check out? And you just have to click yes, and it adds it to cart. It's a seamless transaction. Yeah. It works for the business. It works for the person. They get a discount. And there's just ways to, to offer more and more value seamlessly that's win-win for everybody. Yeah. I mean, down to even like... Even at the gym, like, um, I don't know if I could share it because it's like Bedros is a new thing, but it's this really cool platform where it's very simple. When people purchase something at one of their, you know, Fit Body Bootcamp locations, it's on an iPad and it just saves your account on file. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it just says, hey, do you want to receive 10% off every month? It's a yes or no thing. You click yes. Okay, cool. Sign here. Da -da -da. Move on. Every month you're good. Yeah. You know, it's just a just ways to smoothen transactions. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I will amazing. say that's a huge opportunity that I see right now because people are getting to the point mm -hmm. where, for example, this is this is kind of a perfect example. Um, printer ink. People are getting to the point now where it's like, I hate buying printer ink so much mm -hmm. that if someone just offered me cheap printer ink and it would just show up when my printer goes off, yeah. I would just click the button. But a year ago, I got offered that and I was like, no, I don't want that. But now I'm like, yeah, that would make my life better. So anything right now, we're, we're going into the world of convenience. We're mm -hmm. going into Amazon Fresh. I cannot wait because I know they're opening one close until Amazon Fresh does all my grocery shopping, delivers my food to the door pre-made, and I, it makes my life easier. Amazon's killing it. Think I, about ways to make people's lives easier yeah. and, and charge recurring revenue for that. No, it's amazing. And, and you help people in the process. Mm -hmm. you know? Actually, it's funny. I actually emailed Jeff Bezos, and he responded. Really? Yeah, he responded. About he, what? An uh, interview request. Oh, what did he say? Does he no? do interviews? Uh, well, for bigger outlets, mm. but uh, definitely not for the passionate few yet. <laughs> but uh, I messaged him and he responded and just um, said, you know, unfortunately due to my schedule, I can't, but here's my assistant, you know, coordinate with them, da, da, da. So it was like, you know, it's like, it's... How did you get his email? It, what it, Your first guess is probably the right guess of his email address. I was just going to say Bezos at Amazon.com. You know what I'm saying? Close. <laughs> yes. Jeff at Amazon.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty close. I won't say because uh, I don't want people to, you know, go yeah, crazy yeah, with it. But yeah, it's. I mean, you, three guesses, you definitely get it. Crazy. You know? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty obvious. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I just think that. And then even at the masterminds like that, you, the biggest thing I learned is how much time you can shave off the learning curve by being around people who've done it. That's what I'm talking about. You yeah. know, I like, totally agree with like that. Same thing with uh, with you and Commune Capital. Mm -hmm. You know, it's same like thing. If people can, uh, you know, get involved instead of bumping into the walls and losing a bunch of money. Why not get involved with people who are masters at it, partner with them and learn, you know? It's like just knowing that it can be done is just the that's a lot of times when I was trying to figure it out, that's why I stopped. Because I was like, I think I can do this. And I was like, oh, I don't think I can. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I didn't think it's not like a negative thing. I just I don't think that's gonna work. And then I moved on to something else. And then this one, I just said, This is gonna work and then stuck with it but yeah you can shave time off the learning yeah. curve and your limiting so. beliefs get shaved off too totally because you might be like oh i can't charge this or i can't do this and you see like an 18 year old kid doing it and like having fun you're like oh same thing why yeah. was i think Dude. you know why was i thinking that that way you know so absolutely when you're around people in, in a at a higher frequency in business and life even in skating right like so it used to happen with skating all the time wouldn't you someone agree would, yeah someone would do a trick that we thought was impossible 
and then once somebody did it once, like all of a sudden everyone could do it. Yeah, you exactly. Know, it's the same yeah. way. It's just you're you're in that that level of energy, and yeah. you know they say your life is a direct reflection of the expectations of your peer group, and so if you put yourself among peers like that sooner or later your bank account's going to look like theirs your mind's going to think like theirs your skating skills are going to be like theirs you know so it's just it's just the nature of the beast you're interviewing all these people how yeah. has that like impacted you how has that changed your life oh dude it's been amazing man the first time see i never had this experience you guys probably had it as pro skaters but i'll never forget i went to i was at a restaurant with a buddy and somebody like stopped their car they're like are you the guy who interviewed grant cardone <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah. They're like, dude, thank you so much. That interview was so awesome. I was stuck in this position in life and this. So like, one of the craziest impacts is just like people starting to like recognize you for the first time. Yeah. And it's different because it's not like for acting or like for something. It's for just doing something I love to do. You know, I just love to tell these stories. And I'm sure you guys can relate for being recognized for something you love to do. That's a surreal feeling, dude. That's yeah. like a, a crazy feeling. And I get stories all the time that I ask the questions that they'd want to know. So that's one thing for me. Like when I do interviews, I don't ask it to like, just ask. Like I do it because I really give a shit. I'm asking for somebody who's lost in life or somebody who's stuck, who's broke, who's 40, who's 30, who's whatever age. And I'm asking the question that if they were in my position, like, and they could like, oh man, I wish I could interview him. What would you ask? Mm -hmm. Like, what would you ask Grant about how to get over drugs? What would you ask Ed about like, what's step one, two, three? So I just try to, I just try to like channel myself that I'm the dude on the other end of that podcast who's wishing what could I ask? Try to ask those questions. And uh, so by doing that and then it works, that's like been really cool, man. Like I get messages and emails from all over the world, people like so hyped on the show. So that's that's been crazy impact. Um, all right, so let's ask this. Yeah. With all the interviews that you've done, let's talk to that person who's stuck and wants to break out. What do you say to them? Uh, number one, who you surround yourself with is who you become. Like, I, I cannot emphasize that enough. Like, if you're going to be lost in life or broken in life, at least be around a good group of people that you can laugh with, joke with, that are positive, that are not, like, dragging you into cycles of bad habits. And that's probably the hardest thing. But just by being in those environments, like, your life is going to just yeah, feel true. better, feel lighter. You'll start getting in moments. So that's the first, first thing. Like, if you have no money, no clue, or even if you have money but you're lost – Go get around good people that you can talk to, that you care, that, you know, that, that care. Second thing I would say is get a mentor. Uh, you could be a coach. It could be somebody who's like, you know, doing well. Like have the courage to ask them and say, hey, dude, I'm in this position in life. I want to be in a better spot. I don't know exactly what I want. Do you have any tips? If you get around people like that, they're going to pull you in a, in a new direction, you know. Mm -hmm. So I would say humble yourself to that. And then the third thing is just try to get clear on what you want. And mm -hmm. that's like the hardest for everybody. And we're all figuring it out. Nobody, I mean, dude, even, even Tom Billy, he's like, I, when I interviewed him, he's like, dude, I built a billion dollar company. I'm still not positive what my passion is or my purpose is. Hmm. Um, like my companies have purpose, right? I could have like this element of my life has a purpose, but my overall purpose, we're all just figuring it out. Yeah. So the third thing would just be to like take action and realize that clarity comes from action. Mm -hmm. You carve clarity. It doesn't just Imperfect like show action. up one day. Yeah. Mm. And you, you know, just bump into the walls and if you keep going, things will start to work and pretty soon you'll fall into momentum momentum is what you're looking for momentum yeah, is, is really what you're looking for because you could you could not be positive about what you're doing but if you're in flow and you're enjoying it maybe even making money doing what you love people appreciate your work you're bringing value to your clients whatever it is like 
you're not going to get depressed very often, you know, in, in a yep. state of momentum. People who are stuck in life, they don't, what they're really saying is, I don't have any momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, At so. least in the direction I want to be going. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any positive momentum yeah. yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's important. All right, dude. Well, let's, uh, anything else we didn't cover? Because we're going to wrap it up in a second here. Mm. I, I think that we got a good, good glimpse and... I'm going to say definitely check out The Passionate Few. Appreciate it's that, It's a brother bro. podcast to us. Um, Omar kills it, does a great job, and um, has... Oh, yeah, one more thing. How do you choose your guests other than revenge? <laughs> like, uh, well, no, and I mean, because well, you have really interesting guests sometimes. Yeah, I know yeah. they're not all. Obviously, you're over that, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was the first, like, couple months. The, yeah. The, the breakup and all the stuff I told you about. But uh, no, after that, man, it just became about impact. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, no, at this stage, I just, people I find interesting, people whose books I like, you know, if they have a large following, that helps the situation a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and, and a lot of times it's weird, man. I, I, I'm, I'm into meditation and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So I like meditate on it. Like I just kind of let, I just kind of flow and then the right things come. But, but I would say just interview somebody you really want to interview chances are they know the next person you want to interview. That's how it worked for me. Like I interviewed Tom, Tom knew, uh, somebody I interviewed them. And then that got me to think, Oh, I could do grant. I did grant grant got me my let like, so it just becomes a web. Yeah. Um, We've but I, w- that too. I would say don't force it. That's one thing. Like sometimes I caught myself in that, like, Oh, I need to produce X amount of episodes. So we have to, no matter what for uh, that works for some people. Uh, for me, it doesn't for me, I have to really care about it. And like, care about their story for me it's all about the story i'm doing it for the dude who's lost who's broke who's stuck who's where i once was at my Mm -hmm. rock bottom so i'm doing it from that narrative so i try to try to find other people who have a rock bottom and i ask myself like could this interview change somebody's life and if it can i do it and if not then you know maybe next time yeah all right man Mikey, you think we got everything we need? Any I questions, so. Mikey? Okay. I think we got a lot. I think we got everything we need. All right, dude, let's plug cool. all your stuff. I think we already have, but the passionate few on YouTube. Yes, sir. Omar the Rockstar on Instagram. Anything else we need to plug? Um, no, the passionate few podcast. Check it out. If you guys want to grab the gear, you guys can check it out. And all the stuff we're doing for uh, you know helping people out there, inspiring people. Make sure to follow these guys at the Avenue Intelligence. Follow us. Love what you guys are doing, Thank how you guys are helping people with your products and all that and uh yeah just just uh if you have any pain or anything like that in your life um you can turn it around i know that's kind of like a negative tone but um i'm doing stuff now that i never would have even dreamed of uh, opportunities i never would have dreamed of in rooms with people i never would have dreamed of i i texted mikey i don't know if you remember this but i texted you like a magazine when i was a kid i would like read that's your, right. your yeah. interviews in trans world yeah and to think that i'm like sitting at a table and like you guys are asking me questions on your podcast like dude that's like surreal to me but um yeah like uh, like i want to encourage you guys if you're stuck or you're lost or you're looking for direction like just really apply yourself to something and if you do it over a sustained period of time amazing things will happen so i know that's not a plug on gear but hopefully it yeah. your guys well, mindset. do you have any uh <laughs> do you have any courses open for enrollment right now um at the time of this dropping yeah we'll have some courses maybe you guys could check it out in the description below or follow me on my platforms um and then i have Can a you co- share what it's about um yeah so so i actually have two um one of them is going to be based on podcasting okay helping people build their own like superstar podcasting brand to sell their own products their yep. services and obviously network with some of the best in the world um and it's cool because 
whereas a lot of other people have already established these you know these amazing platforms it's been so cool for me to, to help the clients that i coach one-on-one or you know regular like start their own podcast yeah. plug their business and it start to make them money start to make them connections like that's that's a really cool feeling um so i hope you guys do that and then the networking course you guys got to stay posted for that one okay cool yeah. awesome all right omar Absolutely. well thanks so much for coming on check out omar's stuff omar the rockstar thanks and we will see you guys next time thanks guys